Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Kill Your Idols, the song, right now, off of their No Gimmicks Needed album. When did that come out? You look it up. All right? It's out there now. That's all that matters. Right now. It's available right now. Everywhere you want your Kill Your Idols music. I think Kill Your Idols is still active. They've kind of come and gone a bit over the last few years. I believe it was last year they released a split with Rule Them All on Flat Spot Records. You go find out about that, too. Why is playing Kill Your Idols relevant to this episode of the podcast? Well, because it wasn't that long ago that when we did the 10th anniversary announcement for Skid Row Garage, Kill Your Idols was the headliner. And that is the topic of this episode of the podcast. Not a 10-year anniversary, but... The reopening of the beloved Skid Row Garage in York, Pennsylvania. So I had a conversation with what might be the most frequent guest in Getting It Out podcast history, MC Heiser, to talk about all things Skid Row Garage. And uh, we're going to get all into that. But first, we got to go to New Jersey. We got to get in the hottest zone there is. It's Hot Zone. Check it. Get in and out. Where you getting in and out? I said all 
I'd say one of the most common things to complain about since global warming became a thing is uh, is the transition or lack thereof between seasons that there's only two. There's summer, there's winter. Hey, we're barely doing winter anymore here in uh, South Central Pennsylvania. And I'm OK with that, by the way. Thanks, Al Gore, whatever you did to make this work. I'm just happy to be here. OK, but anyway, people are complaining about the transition between uh, summer and uh, winter, winter to summer. But I think this year we're getting a spring. We're getting a spring it's uh, it's here. It's not quite hot. It's not quite warm. Uh, you know, we looked up the weather the other day. Not the weather. The uh, when seasons start. My daughter was asking me. I was like, I don't know. Summer to me always just started in June. But really, it's like June 21st or something. Some number that uh, probably is too late. I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me. But right now, I don't know. I kind of get it. It's June and it feels like spring outside. So uh, good job, weather. You got this one right. I think I think you're doing OK, despite the melting ice caps and all that. You know, you'll be fine as long as I'm happy anyway. So uh, I don't know how to transition that into NBA basketball talk, but I'm going to try. Hey, speaking, speaking of transitions, uh, I, 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 I've decided I'm uh, I'm I, I want to be delicate about this. I've decided I'm I'm transgender. I just want to formally announce that I'm coming out as transgender. Yes, transgender. Every morning I wake up and I choo-choo choose what I'm going to be. And if you're thinking, hey, Dan, that's a crazy idea. You can't do that. You're wrong. It's a locomotive. Hopefully you understand that joke. If you didn't, it was the best one you ever heard. And I'm happy to deliver it here on Getting It Out podcast. Anyway, NBA basketball. Nikola Jokic went down. He lost the game. The Denver Nuggets lost the game to Jimmy Butler and Gabe Vincent, of all people. That's great news. We're rooting for the Heat as a collective Getting It Out podcast audience. We're not against the Nuggets, I should say. We're not even against Jokic. I just like this arguing. I like, I like to have a team to go against and a team to go for. As you can see, if you listen uh, regularly here, if you listen regularly, I've softened my stance on the Nuggets. They're fine. I got I got no beef. Um, but I but I am pro Jimmy Butler, who I used to be anti. All right. Remember when he left the Sixers, I was anti, but he's he's only delivered. So we got to be pro Jimmy Butler now. He's, he is who he says he is. And that, that goes far. Anyway, I'm real happy uh, that they even that series out because I thought it was going to be a sweep there after that first one. And that's not that fun. So at least this way, we'll get to have a few games. So the basketball season will last a little bit longer, hopefully to mid-June. I think the draft is right around the start of the official summer start. And that's when Wembanyama, I'm going to figure out how to say the name right by the time he gets drafted. He'll go to the San Antonio Spurs. Maybe Brandon Miller to the Hornets. Maybe Scoot Henderson to the to the Blazers. I don't know. I forget who's for. If that's Houston or Detroit, but neither of them want to be there. Uh, I guess they're going to get one of the Thompson twins. And then there's then there's other people I don't really care about. So that's all. That's it. So so if you're like Dan, I'm sick of listening to talk about basketball on Getting It Out podcast. Well, it's almost over. Okay, you're in the month where it stops, and then it's just late breaking news and things like that. Late breaking. I hate that term. Use the term down in Baltimore. I forget the news channel, but it was a channel that I used to watch. It was the same channel that had Dr. Phil on it. Okay, the only channel I watched. And they would say live, local, late breaking. Why is why is that a good thing? Why is it a good thing to be late breaking? That seems like a bad thing to be the late breaking news. You want to be the early breaking news. You want to be the breaking news, the first, the pre-breaking news. 
That's the way to be. Or I guess maybe regular braking. If you're pre-braking, you're not there in time. You're too early. If you're braking, you got it. If you're late braking, who's who's who needs that news? That's old news. Anyway, speaking of news, the good news is Skid Row Garage in York, Pennsylvania is open and ready for business. As I told you in the intro, I had a nice long conversation with MC Heiser, the man behind it all. And uh, I'm going to play that for you. I'm going to do that for you right now, actually. But first, I should play you a song. For, as you know, let's go with the song from his band, Old Tigers. Let's go with Willful Compliance. And let's call it a little bit ironic. Check it out. Last time you and I did a podcast was when you acquired the building that was to become 
Skid Row Garage. Yeah, it's been I, it's I been how long has it, it been? Well, I think we bought it the end of January of 2022, so it's been almost 15 months. Um, I think when I spoke with you, we had some very optimistic timetables for when we'd be up and running. Um, obviously, we hit none of them. Uh, yeah. We kind of added some of those numbers together to get to where we are at the 15 month mark. But um, as a lot of people have probably heard, we passed all of our occupancy and fire detection permits for everything. We passed our health inspection and we are legal, um, which is a very, very weird place to be in far as running a illegal punk rock club for <laughs> 12 plus years. Um, but to everyone that donated, everyone that shared anything, any everyone that came in here and helped clean up and do any kind of odds and end work, we did it. We're there. Um, I don't want to say they can't touch us now, but we're basically at a point where we're legal and we're doing everything by the book. And we can have all the fun we want now. We're, <laughs> for we're, we're for the running. <laughs> you you kind of hit the brief points there, but for the brief summary, what does legal mean? Um, so we are legally um occupying a building that we bought. Um, no landlords, no masters. I said that on stage the <laughs> other night. It was like the best fucking feeling to just be like, no one can tell us no. Um, we bought the building thanks to 37,000 some odd dollars in donations on the original GoFundMe. Um, for those that don't know, the building was empty for eight plus years. It was basically a homeless shelter. People broke in, gutted the place. Anything that wasn't literally bolted down was ripped out. We uh, essentially right now we have a new roof on most of the building, um, new flooring on the whole first floor. Uh, new plumbing the whole way through a lot of new gas lines. The first floor had three heating units. Two of them had to be replaced. Um, two AC condensers just got put on the roof, two new coils, blah, blah, blah. Parked in a pear tree. We, we rebuilt the kitchen. We rebuilt the bar. Um, we built a stage and the man of the hour, Garrett price put a sound system together in here. That is phenomenal i cannot pump that man up enough garrett price he works at claire brothers he built a sound system out of stuff that they pulled out of other builds when they were replacing stuff a lot of used and refurbed equipment and we've had practice in here and it was phenomenal and then when people got in the building everyone just kept telling me the sound is so good so garrett a uh, little round of applause for garrett he did this and it's it's phenomenal um we got some monitors out of the chameleon club lizard lounge courtesy of old brandon over at uh big fan presents and like piece together a sound system that is just way better than what we should have in a small a big small venue here in york but it, it's phenomenal like I remember the the night that we first practiced here, Mitch, the bass player in Old Tigers, he stopped and he's like, oh, fuck, this room sounds so good. And this is the first time a band has ever played on this stage. And Garrett's just like, dude, I do this for a living on a much, much larger scale. Um, 
for those that don't know Claire Brothers, most of their systems go out on semi trucks, not like could be loaded in my van to come to a venue that is smaller than most of their systems. But again, Garrett, thank you. You are a saint and what you did here is awesome. Um, but yeah, so we um, did everything legally. We bought a building that's in the central business district. It was zoned correctly. Um, we got licensed as a restaurant nightclub. We passed all of our legal inspections. We legally are incorporated um, under an LLC. We have passed our health inspections. Um, and here in the next week or two, we will be passing some of our permits and um, licensing to be doing um, catering events through um, third party companies. So we will have alcohol sales at the bar. And um, that's going to be great for everyone because, you know, us old guys, we like to drink some beer and watch some bands and, you know, we can drink some beers at the bar. The kids in the main room can hang out and not be at the bar, which is, you know, a big legal thing. No, no kids at the bar. Um, we got the best of both worlds. We can still do all ages, which was always super important to us. And um, I don't know, it just feels great to be able to say, hey, we got shows coming up. Please come. Like, it's like great to hear days. it's great um, to hear i know like a lot of people have been waiting to to hear i mean you've been keeping me updated pretty well throughout the last 15 months i was in there at some point to check it out myself and you still had quite a ways to go but there was a lot done at, at the point that i was in there um out of curiosity for me and i think i've seen other people ask it maybe not maybe i'm making it up what have you been given a capacity uh what's what's the cap in the space so currently our cap is 160. Um, the way it works in York City is with our zoning, we get X number of people per square feet standing, X number of people per square foot sitting, or 40 per sex per bathroom, whichever is lower. Um, our square footage, like we we figured it out. If we had said it was all standing room, we could do like almost 400 or 500 people, which would be absurd. Um, <laughs> Cause we have, I think we figured out the first floor is 43 or 4,400 square feet. It's, it's a huge number. Um, now not all usable space. Does that include like know. the whole like hallway and like the back hallway, bar back and, the, yeah. hallway to yeah. the bar and everything. Okay. Um, anything that is under roof inside, that's our square footage. Um, Rob did a, uh, Rob from Roberitos has been helping with the kitchen and the bar and everything kind of under the radar off. Um, but he came in here one day and laser measure did a very detailed blueprint for our um permitted and stuff and uh we figured out the square footage i mean roughly probably within like 100 200 square feet but it's a lot um mm -hmm. again not all of its usable space this building it's awkwardly laid out there's a lot of dead space like one of the things we're having an issue with right now is like there's not storage like not not usable storage anywhere so um you know we're working on figuring out some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, our, our capacity is 160 um, long-term plans. The the one area of dead space, I'm waving my hand here because I'm in the building, but the one area of dead space we have, we plan on turning it into a uh, men's room with a toilet, two urinals, you know, sink. And then the other three bathrooms will all be women's rooms. And that can up our capacity to about 240, which is a phenomenal number um, for Anyone that went to our show, uh, the soft opening show two, two and a half, three weeks ago, whenever this comes out, um, 
we sold it out um, with bands and volunteers. We were right at 160. Um, Might have gone a couple over, a couple under, depending on who bought tickets and maybe didn't show up. But um, right. so we were right there at that number. And um, the building never felt claustrophobic. Like even when the bands were playing and almost everyone was in the main room, like I could walk in the front door walk through the around the back of the band room and back the hallway to like the bar area or the kitchen or the merch booth. And it never felt like you couldn't move or you, like you couldn't get out. It never felt mm-hmm. to, to use a word, the, the fire and the zoning people used a lot. It never felt unsafe. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Unlike the old it's supposed to be a safe almost, space. Always anyway. felt unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> it did, but that was part of the charm too. But there's a lot of charm to this place too. I really like it. I I love the, I actually like the layout that you got in the building a lot. I don't know if you have, maybe you have, maybe you've posted videos like of a walkthrough of the whole venue. I'm not sure. Um, I posted a video or two um, once from like a couple of days before we announced any shows. And then once from the night of, I did a walkthrough just with everybody in the place. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for the people that haven't been here, I mean, to explain it, it's a sort of big rectangular room up front where the bands play. It's, you know, the layout that a band room should be. It's kind of narrow and a little bit longer than it is wide. And then there is a merch booth at the back and then a hallway down the one side that goes by the kitchen and bathrooms um, past a parking area and then back to what was the garage for this property, but they converted it into a bar with a deck out back. So um, the name lives on because the bar that we are using, it used to be a three bay garage. And then on the back of that property, they built a second garage. So technically we have two garages now. We're just moving up in the world. Stacking garages. Yeah. And, and I mean, a fun little thing is like, we're three blocks down from the old, the old garage. Like I've literally, when my van was in the shop, cause I hit a, pack a deer or herd of deer whatever you call a bunch of deer a bunch of fucking I think it's assholes is what they are um my van was in the shop for like eight weeks because of a herd of dealer deer decided to play fucking russian roulette with my van and two of them lost um that's pretty good yeah I, I, we hit three killed two the van drove home we were all right you know but, pennsylvania uh, thanks you yeah um so while my van was down i had to move some stuff from the old garage my literal garage to the new, the new venue. And I, you know, for some fun videos and stuff, I threw it in like mini shopping carts that I had collected over the years from the alley and just like wheeling like a kegerator down the street and like amps and stuff. Got a lot of good looks from the the neighborhood folk. And, uh, you know, it was fun. So like, it's literally three blocks. You can walk right down the alley. I don't recommend that at night. Um, unless you're with a bunch of people, then you know, you could probably get away with it. Um, Market Street's not too bad mo- most of the time, but uh, I mean, it is York. It is a city. Any city's going to have some problems. And, you know, the old garage was named Skid Row Garage for a reason. It wasn't because it was the nicest, prettiest place with the best flower pots in front of our house. You know, it was because people found drug bags and needles in the alley. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, that's the reality of, well, I just feel like I got loud on my end, but that's the reality of, you know, city life. Um, and, you know, we kept the name because one, we're in the same alley. Two, we've got garages. And three, it's tongue in cheek names funny. I mean, 
it's memorable. If we named the change the name to, you know, whatever, blah, 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 music venue, who, who gives a fuck about some generic made up place? Like you have those, sorry for the jab here, but you have a lot of those generic music places in Lancaster that don't have much appeal to people outside of the yuppie class that wants to pay six bucks for a bottle of Miller light. <laughs> yes. I know exactly those places you're talking about. And, yeah, I played uh, some of them and boy, do you yeah. get dirty looks from the people in the front bar when you're walking through to get to the show in the back. But you know, at least you guys <laughs> still have some places. The chameleon leaving was hurtful to the whole area. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully um, we're able to help get some of those, you know, especially the lizard lounge size shows back into mm -hmm. this area. Um, Love Drafts has been great with their brewery, being able to do some of the big, big events. I mean, I think that place holds four or 500 people. I mean, you've been there. Yeah. Like, like it's huge. You know, this big, small venue is awesome to have for York, uh, 160 people. That's, that's a phenomenal night. Almost any bar in York would be happy to have 160 people hanging out at any given time. And for Harrisburg, Lancaster, yeah, there are places that have bigger caps. I mean, it's great. Bring in the big bands. I can't touch that, but for all the smaller touring bands, you know, we'll, we'll happily take you and give you a home and you'll have the time of your life here. I promise. Right. Everyone that's, I mean, that's, that's to so me, that's what's, that's what Skid Row Garage is for. It's not for the big shows It's for the, I hate to sound like kind of a douche about it, but it's kind of, it's for the real shows, the real, like the, the stuff that we, I don't know, you and I know exactly what we're talking about. We're saying the same thing, but yeah. it's, but it's, it's for the, the it's the it's the people that are still DIY, friendly, even if maybe yeah. they have a booking agent or a manager helping them out. They're still, you know, they're still sitting at the merch booth selling their own T-shirts. They're not paying a guy to come with them on tour. And if they are, it's their friend who's, you know, happy to go out on the road, and get away from home for 10 days or whatever it is. Um, no, there's a ton of bands that are making it, quote unquote, making it that play venues this size every night. And that's how they make their bread and butter. Um, and I am so stoked that we, I can start saying yes to all of the shows when they reach out, because that was the best thing about Skid Row Garage. Like we were able to help the, the, the smaller bands that were on their way up, be able to have that off night show in a town that they've never played before. And, you know, a hundred people show up for them and they go nuts and they buy merch. And I don't want to, shit on some of the bigger cities around here too much but like i've heard from a lot of bands that they play some of the bigger cities within a two-hour radius of here and because there's a lot going on in those cities every night if you're not a well-known artist your show is sort of overlooked and you play in front of a handful of people that came to see the local opener and leave before you play and you you know you make a couple bucks from the door you don't sell anything whatever um right. central pennsylvania is always been almost the exact opposite of that like we don't have a lot of people we don't have a lot of things going on every night i think we we, we discussed a couple of weeks ago when on a random tuesday there were there were three things several were big within yeah. within like an hour radius of york and lancaster and that was wild but that doesn't happen normally like even on a friday night it's normally like oh there's a big show at one of the bigger venues and then you have a couple options of like basically local bands or regional bands playing some of the smaller venues. And that's always where my heart's been with those kinds of shows, those smaller bands. Mm -hmm. um, even when we book bigger bands, when we book killer idols, the reason that they wanted to come play skid row garage is because, but yeah, like my, my appeal to kill your idols there was 
hey, I booked you in, you know, garages, basements, fire halls, whatever it was over the years. That was, those were always my favorite places to see you guys. Even like one of their farewell shows, I saw them at the the cabin in Tom's River or the Elks Lodge, whatever it was. I, I'm sure you know the venue mm-hmm. I'm speaking of because like yeah. they did a bunch of shows there for a while. And like when they got back to me, they're like, we don't get to do shows like this anymore. I think everyone will be down. And I, I, I mean, I remember talking to you about this, but within hours, they were just like, let's do it. Let's we're good. Let's go. So right. I can't wait to do to reach out to some of the, the the bigger acts and be like, hey, we got a spot. We can give you the dollar amount. We can give the local people here a bigger show in a small venue. Um, maybe you pay a five dollar premium on the ticket for that. But for me, I just saw some big shows and I would pay an extra five bucks to see some of those bands in a small room again. Um, yeah. But, well, especially when it's, especially when that small room is local to you, because yeah. uh, you save that five bucks in your, in your gas tank and uh, you know, or your toll there's, money or parking. Right. There's something uh, to be said for having the, like you mentioned the, uh, I bring it up all the time, specifically to York. When I was a kid, uh, definitely on Fridays when I was a teen, when I was old enough to drive, so 16, but I was going out to shows before that. But when I was old enough to drive on my own, it would just be go to first capital skate park. There will be a show. I don't know what it's going to be. And that's just the way it And it's, yep. it's, I'm, I'm sure you're like going to be that option for a lot of people now again. I hope so. Um, yeah, I was like, one of the things Rob and I talked about with this space, like I was like, dude, once we get like the Fridays and Saturdays, which are like, you know, money makers, which we do have to worry a little bit about money right now until we get some other things with the building going. Um, like we were talking about like the old uh, Zodiac or Phoenix or big city, whatever it was at the time people went, um, they did uh, Sunday matinees almost every Sunday. And like mm-hmm. they had awesome shows. I mean, now I'm going to, Dated because it was late nineties, but I mean, violence, society, the boils, the casualties, um, silent majority war zone, fucking Murphy's law, no receiving, no redeeming social value. Like they all came through York on Sundays, the business. Yeah. Um, now the business might've been a weekday, but the business and dropkick Murphy's like, Oh, and like dropkick Murphy's had just released do or die. Not, not modern dropkick Murphy's like still punk rock dropkick Murphy's like singing like blue collar punk rock and oi. Like they were, still awesome and like all those shows came through mostly on sunday matinees and like i i mean blank 77 and the unseen and against all authority is another one i'm going through all the old flyers in my head and all those bands played sunday matinees in york and they were awesome like i i remember waiting in line around the block to get into some of those shows so we want to get back into doing like some sunday matinee stuff where like maybe doors would be at three bands at four and by eight so if you're a 16 year old kid you can be home and in bed by nine and you know your parents aren't upset with you because you can go to school in the morning and you got a cool story to tell the next morning in school that your friends don't have from tiktok or whatever um, yeah or maybe you made a cool tiktok at the punk rock show i don't know if people do that that's that that's the one i i don't get you need a tiktok that's, zone. that's my maybe, maybe you need to i, I know and i know <laughs> Um, it's just the one that I, I have the hardest time getting into. Like people send me the videos and I watch them, but to, I don't have, I don't have the app. I, that, that I, one in I Snapchat, I never, I've never been able to do. I, I, I like, just don't, I don't have the capacity for it. Yeah. 
but uh no like we want to be able to use the space for a lot of the things that you know worked for us when we were kids and helped us get to where we are because like as dumb as it is like i i did a speech down at um oh my gosh it was uh warehouse york uh for the uh Pekka Night York, they do like six and a half, seven minute speeches with like a slideshow behind you. And the one, the one I did was like how growing up in the DIY community fosters like um, entrepreneurship and like small business owners and, and if not small business owners, creative people in, in business. And looking back to that speech from August, August or September of 2019, four years later, like it's, uh, foreshadowing or something um, <laughs> yeah, yeah i remember saying in that speech that hey i work a very normal job and i just let bands play in my garage for fun and now here i am about to embark on a very very life-changing event of running a music venue slash nightclub bar whatever legally we have to call it i still call it skid row garage and i tell people i'm hanging out at the garage and like it's i don't know i feel like it's that scene from wayne's world like excuse me it sounds like you're going to pay me to do Wayne's world. <laughs> um, well, is that, sorry. is that every time this... I do a podcast, I got to slip in a Wayne's world reference. That's that's all right. I appreciate it. That I'm one's very that appropriate. Perfect. Yeah. What, how, what, I guess my big question for Skid Row Garage is how does it operate? What is it now? How like, do you ease into things? Is it just weekends and then picking things up? Oh. How, how do you plan to work, roll it out? So right now starting um, the, weekend of like the thursday friday of uh, june 8th and 9th we're going to start doing uh pretty much that weekend we have thursday friday not saturday whatever um garrett needed to book a show on that thursday and obviously he built the pa he he walks on water in this room in my opinion so if he needs a he wants to book a show on a monday at 6 a.m i'll i'll be here to do it for him um but he needed a thursday night for some touring bands so we're gonna do thursday friday um to kick off the actual calendar of regular shows. And then my goal is to have every Friday and Saturday for the rest of my fucking life booked <laughs> um, going forward. And then once, once we have a pretty, pretty full calendar of Fridays and Saturdays, I'm going to start doubling back and trying to get some of those Sunday matinees and um, maybe do some other fun things. Like in the summer, we have a big deck. Once the kitchen is a little bit further along, um, we were talking about doing like Sunday brunch with like acoustic acts on the deck or um, like, you know, a, a lighter band that's not using like heavy distortion and, you know, half stacks and whatnot. Um, but the, the space, I mean, you've seen it. There, there's a lot of options of the ways to use this space to not just be a home for like punk and hardcore, but just like music in general in York. Um, you're, you're familiar with York. There are, few places to see live music in a adequate live music setting um there are lots of bars and restaurants that will shove a musician or a small band in the corner and be like cool we have live music and then mm -hmm. the guys if we're sitting at the bar drinking we're yelling over the band and we're pissed off because like i can't hear you when you're six inches away from my ear and the band sounds tinny and echoey because it's not a room designed for music um nothing against places that do that because you got to work with what you got but like and, and it's obviously something people want it, they just don't have a place to do it right and now right. there's a place that we are doing it as about as right as it can be done in my opinion um 
I mean, we built the room to sound good for music. Um, we have um, one of the guys from the band Depth Charge um, brought in 13 or 14 eight by four, like that, like fiberboard sound ending panels that he had gotten mm -hmm. from a job he worked. He had to pull them out. I think it was a government job and they wanted to change the colors. So they took them down and they were going to throw them away and just pay to get new ones. Government. I think I, show did you have those gentleman. stored in that side entrance yes. for a little while? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we split them down the middle and made them two by eight and put them around most of the top of the, the room and on the ceiling in places where um, Garrett had a program that basically did loud pops. And, you know, he walked around and he's like, we have an echo here. We need to put some of them there. And we did a lot of that. Um, you know, the room sounds good. There's not like echoey stuff everywhere. Again, we, we build it purpose built for live music. Um, I know this is a podcast, but I'm sitting here looking around the room at like all the sound panels we used um, all but two of them so far for sound deadening in the band room, the hallway and the uh, entrance vestibule. So there's not a bunch of sound bouncing around anywhere. And then especially when you put, you know, 100 people in front of the speakers, human bodies are mostly water. We're great at absorbing sound. So it sounds even better when there's people in here. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this place has a lot of potential to be like a home for live music in like this region, not just not just the punk and hardcore and metal and all the stuff that I like and most of your listeners love, but like all the other stuff too. Um, realistically, I'm not stupid enough to sit here and think that like I can book punk and hardcore bands, you know, eight eight nights a month and expect people to show up and like, right, in droves right. and like so. Um, I've been reaching out. Um, so far on the calendar, I think I have four people booking shows five maybe that are not me which is great because mm -hmm. you know even if they bring in one band that i was not aware of that that's a big win um because you know i i have uh ryan barry who some of you guys might know from being annoying on the internet but i swear to god he's a very nice kid in person just ignore his internet persona. He is so nice in person. He did a lot of legwork to make a ban list in a spreadsheet for us um, that has 180, 190 bands in like a two hour circle of York. So um, I've been using that to try to like go through and be like, well, I've got a lot of dates to fill and a lot of different things going on. And, you know, we, we, we put the bands in by, band name, where they're from, and like up to three different genres that they describe themselves as. So we can sort of be like, oh, well, this is a metal show. This indie alt band doesn't really work, but, you know, another band will. Um, right. So, you know, it's been a lot. And but again, we're trying to branch out, do things that aren't just, you know, punk, hardcore metal, which, you know, I, I've never been the best at booking a metal show. So I've been reaching out to some people to try to take care of that kind of stuff. Also, right now, just reaching out to anybody that wants to play here, because most places in this area have very full books. Um, I know some of the places that I have reached out to about booking shows, they're sometimes six, eight months out, especially for weekends. I mean, weekdays you can snag here and there, but for weekends, you're talking six, eight months out. So if there are bands that want to come to York this summer, I still have six or seven friday saturdays open mostly in late late june or august um but um again 
you know, it's, 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 it's been a challenge to get the, the, the calendar full, but it's been fun. It's good. I'm sure word of mouth will help with that. And that was going to be one of my big questions too, about how many promoters you're working with, who's all going to be booking this thing. Cause I can't imagine it's all, it's all you. I know you've got plenty of people you work with for years that, that booked at the original garage too. people that you trust. Um, yeah. But I got to imagine there's there's a little apprehension to work with somebody you don't really know in this capacity at this venue when now things there's higher higher stakes. Yeah, um, I've reached out to people that I have worked with or I know have done like legit things in the area. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I know the guys from Reaper booking do a lot of like metalcore deathcore stuff in the Harrisburg area. I reached out to them being like, look, you guys do do this and do it well that that's not my area of expertise whatsoever so if you guys want to bring one of your shows to york let me know like let's 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 talk let's do something we'll find a date we'll make something work because you know if they're, they're doing something awesome in harrisburg and they can bring it to york that means one they're expanding their audience and two skiver garage is getting people that might not have come here otherwise and then you know, when they do another metalcore show in Harrisburg, maybe somebody from York goes to Harrisburg that wouldn't have gone because they didn't know about it before. And two, maybe somebody from Harrisburg comes to a York show because they know that we're a cool, legit spot that has good sound and a cool atmosphere. It, it, it's it's really good for everybody, in my opinion. Like I, I've been saying for a long time, the rising tide lifts all ships. You know, as long as we have good people doing good things, it's going to be beneficial to everybody. So. I've been trying to reach out to some of those promoters that I know do good things, book shows, get bands that help do the legwork of promoting. And also they promote the shows themselves. I know plenty of promoters that'll book a show and then expect 200 people to show up. Ken Devers. And um, <laughs> then when they don't, they blame everybody, but the, but, but you know, the man in the mirror, but it, it, it's a, it's a fun challenge, especially after, dealing with construction and all kinds of headaches with permitting and licensing and stuff for 15 months straight. And to some degree, denying myself any kind of fun or good things in life, because I was like, well, I can't get on my motorcycle when I could be at the garage doing this, this, and this. And I finally can kind of take a break and breathe and, um, be on the bike for eight hours on a holiday weekend and, you know, go to a show in Baltimore and see a band that I've been dying to see or whatever. It's, it's, it's been a nice, nice relief. Um, especially after, I know you've also been inundated with people asking you about the garage, which maybe this is a good way to get you some relief on that. So not to have you, not to have you relive some of the horrors, but as briefly and as detailed as you like, what has been the big challenges with getting the space legal? Um, that you're what you want to share, you know, obviously don't so, tell anybody anything you don't want to share. No, I mean, well, I, I think I hit on earlier that like the place was a wreck. It needed some massive, massive work. Um, but as we inched closer, you know, some of the, some of the big things that were sort of unforeseen, we were hoping the existing fire detection system could just be upgraded. It could not. That was a expense that would make most used cars look cheap. Um, so that hurt, but you know, 
it's one of those things that's absolutely necessary in a place like this. Like we have to have a fire detection system, you know, horn strobes, that kind of stuff. Um, hey, in a way, that's a good thing for people to know, because now they know yeah. that they're likely not going to get great whited. Yeah. 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 There will not be a great white experience. Um, you know, if the fire, if the fire detection system goes off, the PA system has a. Uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Signal cut off, so the PA shuts off, and then the horn strobes start screaming and flashing, and you know you'll know that Something You're gonna die. Up. Yeah. <laughs> GTFO, there are emergency exits, at least five of them. So um get out. Um that was you know, that was one big thing. And then the next one was um obviously for anybody that came to our soft opening show, the HVAC systems being pitifully underpowered was and basically dying on us was another expense that we sort of knew was coming, but we were hoping we could get a little more out of them. But we oh, that's what you so. do. That's what you do at home too. Like we were told when we were doing renovations here recently that, well, within the last couple of years, that furnace is working for now, but you're going to need a new one in five years. And like, well, I hope it's six. You know, we're not going to get yeah. it until we need it. So yeah, yeah. So you know, we had some unforeseen expenses, things we hoped would work that didn't, and um. Actually, here here's a really fun story that um, a lot of people have they've spoken to me in person, might have heard bits and pieces of. But so the the way the reason the the virus flushed hair old tigers soft opening show was announced the way it was is because of we literally got legal that Thursday morning. The yeah. fire marshal came in, he ran the test on our uh, fire detection system. Gave us a thumbs up. He said, yeah, you've you're legally able to have occupancy now. And I looked at him and I said, that's what you're telling me is I can invite all my friends over and we can have one hell of a party. And he said, yeah, 160 of them. And I said, <laughs> awesome. And in my head, I'm like, because that's what we're about to fucking do. Yeah. Um, the virus were playing in Philly on Saturday. So their drummer was in town and they had reached out weeks before and been like, if you can do it, we'll do it even if it's last minute. Um, so we sort of had that one in our pocket. So when we announced the show, it was awesome. It sold out in about 10 hours, roughly, um, which is great. Um, great for everybody involved, except people that couldn't get in. But, you know, that's that's the way some of these things work. I mean, we did last minute announcements on some other shows. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it works out. Um, we couldn't announce it before because we weren't legal. And, you know, we're under a lot of scrutiny. Um, 
so that Thursday night, um, Rob and Lane, my wife, had decided to have a little get together here, brought some champagne, had some drinks, celebrating. And then while we were hanging out here with, you know, 10 or 12 people, the show was sold out. So we, you know, opened another bottle of champagne, had a bunch of fun. Well, or drinking them. I might have wanted to, but uh, <laughs> having a show the next right. day. But I uh, get into the building about 1030 on Friday morning, flipping lights on. And I turn the lights on in the bar area and the floor is soaked. So immediately I start looking for the source of it. There's water spraying out of the back of my ice machine. So I turn the water off to the ice machine. I get a bunch of towels and start soaking up. I get all of our stage fans into the bar area to start drying up. I open up the garage doors, get the exhaust fan, a whole nine yards. Um, and then I go use the bathroom and I flush the toilet. And that little coughing sound that the toilet's supposed to make didn't happen. And I said, well, that's weird because I didn't shit. So I go to another toilet and I do it and the same thing happens. It doesn't go down. Um, I go to the third toilet, just knowing what's going to happen. And the same thing yeah. happens. It doesn't go down. So I go to the basement and one of the pipes is overflowing sewage into the basement. Oh, fuck. So hung over as fuck. I am cleaning up a flooded bar, fixing a, luckily the ice machine. It was just the, uh, the push in water line on the filter had, popped out so that was not a big deal but it was a freaking headache um because i had to move our kegerator and then push our ice machine out and that ice machine is bigger than me and the kegerator is like a 40 year old refrigerator and that's bigger than me as well um but uh and then get on the phone with plumbers and rotor rooter to figure out how to get the water or the the plumbing the drains running again so by about three o'clock we had everything fixed um rotor rooter opened up the cap out in our parking area between the two buildings and got us cleaned out and left a pile of muddy shit water right there so i ran hose for like three hours trying to wash it away and there's like a divot in the parking lot that the water just shit water just sat in i dumped two gallons of bleach to kill anything and Gloria smelled like shit when people showed up at about seven o'clock but um yeah that was that was my day leading up to the show i uh expected to have a nice relaxing day get ready for the show kind of kick my feet back and relax and um the old skid row garage had other plans and she wanted to test us out and see what we could come up with. And we, we pulled off the show with, you know, a few, few problems. I got to get Roto-Rooter back out here because the uh, drain from the urinal is really slow. Um, who knows why, who knows what, again, this building was empty for eight years, but people had broken in and had all kinds of fun in here. So <laughs> who knows what, um, who knows what people might have shoved down there. Um, yeah. I did a number of the different chemicals to try to open it up and none of them really seem to work. So I think there's, there's something get, in there. Got to get that auger in there. Yeah. It might be, you know, I don't know the, the, the drain in the, the bar area literally had like a handful of straw shoved into it. Well, we, when we redid the bar, we cut most of that off and redid the, uh, the drains and all of that new but um yeah the the urinal and the sink in the men's room in the basement they go into one drain and then they go into the main drain 
And I think at that place where they come together, there's something blocking it up. Cause if the sink runs, it'll back up into the urinal and like, then, you know, the urinal backs up onto the floor. So at the end of the night, that Friday night, we had to bump up a little bit of piss in the men's room, but Rob kind of joked with me. He's like, buddy, we're running a bar. We're going to be mopping up piss every night, <laughs> which anybody that's ever been in a men's room at a bar knows is accurate. And from that's what I've true. seen of yeah. women's rooms in retail settings, accurate. They hover it's and piss of, everywhere too. Piss. Yeah. yeah. No one, no one can hit the toilet when you're drinking. It's because they it's hover. Weird, weird thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I, I don't want to sit on those seats. Trust me. If I use a public restroom, I clean the fucking seat before I sit on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's necessary. Like, like, not, not that I'm like germaphobe or anything, but like there's that's a precaution I take because I've seen some nasty things working retail for almost 20 years. Like it's well, well ha- having disgusting. to tend to the bathrooms is certainly a new thing for you and for skid row garage where the bathroom yeah. before was the wall outside so yeah that's uh yeah it's nice um yeah. i did have a friend or two jokingly tell me i only peed on the wall outside because it didn't feel right using the bathroom inside and i was like well just don't don't get caught i mean the people in the park back behind us they pee outside every day <laughs> I mean, right. there's nowhere else to go you mentioned the parking area a couple of times but i know you're not talking about the parking area that you actually expect people to park in. No, One of the so unique the, things about this is you actually have a usable parking lot nearby, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like this building has like a parking spot that can fit realistically like two cars for, I guess like employees always park there between the two buildings. Um, like Garrett has had his van here with my car and like, you know, we've had off street parking that way a little bit. And like, um, but across the street, like directly in front of our building, um is what york city has designated lot 17 and it is a city lot that is permit parking only during the day monday through friday nine to five and after 5 p.m monday through friday and on weekends it is free parking for anyone that wants to use it which means any event we have has 68 parking spots for free right across the street um on top of that um for people familiar with york city the uh, lot at the end of the rail trail right across the street from the first cap on the corner of Pershing and Philadelphia Street is free in evenings and weekends as well. I think there's another like 40 some spots there. And then all um, metered parking in the city is free after five and on weekends in our neighborhood. So basically free parking for everybody. Yeah. And. For anybody that has issues like the, the parking lot across the street even has a handicap spot. Um, my mom came to our first show to watch us play and to sort of be here to support us. And she was quite happy because she takes care of um, a couple people with mental disabilities and she was able to park in the handicap spot and literally only have to cross the street to come into the building. So that worked out really well for her and anybody else that might have you know an issue. There is very close parking. Um, there's three spots right in front of the building that I've been throwing co- that I, I plan on and did throw cones out for. So the band vans could just pull up and they could load in that way. It was uh very nice sort of the way the old chameleon club did on Prince street there in Lancaster, the bands could load in. And then, you know, the rest of the people came in through a different entrance. It was worked out really, really well. Um, got to get the, the, the backstage area cleaned up a little bit. Garrett and I have a bit of a, a working disaster back there as far as like, you know, figuring out where everything's going to go and exactly how everything's going to be housed. And um, all of my band's equipment's just kind of hanging out currently. So 
Um, that was fine when we played here. It won't be fine for the next show when we're not playing, but, um, you know, future problems. Yeah. But yeah. The parking well, situation here is multitudes better than, than before. Like no one has to like worry about, well, so don't park in somebody's freaking driveway or somewhere illegally. Don't park in our neighbor's business lot. They you shouldn't tell people out. that you should just let people do that and suffer the consequences. So I guess not because I mean, now it'll come back on the garage, but that, that's how I learned. I mean, I learned by accidentally parking in front of a driveway and my car wasn't there when I came back. I never did that again. Um, but you know, some people don't, don't, I don't know. It's kind of fun to tell people, don't park illegally. Don't be an idiot. Cause you know, they still will. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no parking is not an, not an issue here. That was, uh, something that people had questioned a few times. And I, you know, went straight to the guy that runs the parking department in the city. And I said, this lot is right across the street. The signage kind of implies that it's monitored. 24 seven all the time. And he's like, no, all city lots are free evenings and weekends. It's, and he showed me where it is on the website. I assure you, you can park there. Um, the lot was very full two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, whatever it was May 12th when we had our kickoff soft opening show. Um, and no one had any issues. So it's, it's a great thing to have right across the street. Awesome. All right. So let's start from people. Cause there's going to be a lot of new, obviously everybody's new coming to the space. But when they get to Skid Row Garage in York, there's free parking all over the place, which we just discussed. The main entrance, I believe, and correct me if I'm, where I'm wrong on any of this, is the side entrance. Yeah. So the, the the building sits on Market Street and then an alley. I believe it's called Grant. At least that's what it comes up on the uh, on the city maps, but on one of the map things on my map mapping apps on my phone it came up with a different name but according to the city it's grant alley um so the main entrance that was sam and tony's the restaurant that was here before used the side entrance as the main entrance so we just did the same thing um it says entrance right on the window um it's perfect uh so yeah you come in the alley which is cool also for any of our neighbors that want to like raise a stink about people hanging out they're not hanging out on market street for the most part, they're around the corner, a little out of sight, out of mind. Um, so, yeah, uh, and I have a little sign set up, so it kind of points you back that way. But, uh, yeah, the the main entrance for the for the you know general public is on Grant Alley on the like side of the building. So if you come up and you're looking at the front of the building, you're like, how the fuck do I get in? Just look around the corner. You'll see a bunch of people, probably, hopefully, hopefully you always <laughs> see a bunch of people. Ideally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Trust me, May 12th, there was a bunch of people hanging out. <laughs> well, then when they when they come in that door, what is there? What are we looking at? Is it classic DIY show style? Somebody at a table, somebody standing there taking money. Um, so for right now, we just have a table set up. I was looking to find like a church lectern or a podium or something. Yeah, like a podium, so, yeah. To, <laughs> yeah, to, you know, something weird, something different. With a list um, on there and have, a little yeah. light. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't haven't stumbled across like, exactly what I'm <laughs> looking for yet, but like I'll find something cool. Um, for the first show, yeah, it was, you know, um, a couple of friends that had helped out with other things over the years, helped out doing the door and checking off the the list of all the people that bought tickets and strapping wristbands on people. Um, and then from there, there's a, a little vestibule where we do that. And then you walk into the main band room and um, yeah, and then, you know, kind of explore from there. The 
for people that are 21 plus, the bar and deck area are awesome. Um, for those that are not 21 yet, can't go back there, but hey. It sucks back there. Don't, for the people who can't yet, it's awful. You don't want to anyway. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but for the people who can't, there's rules. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I'm at the point in my life where like going out to the bar is like one of those things where I'm happy to be there for the first beer or two. And then I'm like, I could do this home at home a lot cheaper. Yeah. I don't do it unless do it I'm my own spot for free. <laughs> I don't do it unless I'm, I'm out for dinner, you know, but yeah, but whatever it's, it's a, it's a cool perk to have in the venue, but that's the bars down the hallway to the back. Where does that separation start between uh, so all there's ages a, there's and 21? A, there's a, a, like a door and a solid wall that will separate the all ages and 21 plus we did a, very very visual cue that the the main live music area is mostly black and then we did red with black accents in the bar area so that you know it's very very like oh this is a different kind of thing this separates a from b or whatever um tried to make it not just a door that somebody will sit at and check your id but like very very visual look oh this is the same, but different kind of deal. So I think that gives a lot of people a good mental, maybe, hopefully, maybe I just think so because I've seen it, but I, but I think it'll be pretty easy to understand when you get in there, especially like you mentioned, you have it painted that way. There's a kitchen that I see behind you, but other people obviously don't see that. Yeah. How does that work? Is that going to be part of Skid Row garage show stuff? To legally be zoned the way we are, we had to have a kitchen. Um, so as of right now, the kitchen consists of a roller grill for hot dogs, a electric pizza oven, and those will be your options. We're probably just going to buy pizza from Jimenez and reheat slices and then have a roller grill there. We can throw hot dogs on at, you know, seven o'clock and some tornadoes no on that any. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Some taquitos. No, I mean, yeah, I'm saying hopefully no one buys the name, but you know, if somebody wants a hot dog or yeah, taquito or sausage or a vegan hot dog, whatever, you know, we have those options. We'll do like Utz or Martin's chips as like the side. Um, that way we have food and it's also something that's simple and easy that you can hold and eat. Like, like I joked with everybody at the city. They're like, oh, you're going to have a kitchen. I'm like, yeah, but we're keeping it simple. And they're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to walk around with like a plate of pasta while trying to watch a band. Like, <laughs> Like that, no, no, that could be a, that, it could be a niche. That, that was the example that got all the people at the city kind of like chuckling, like they could picture that in their head. So, um, yeah, for now, the, the kitchen's going to be very, very simple. Um, over time, you know, as we expand, like do more with the kitchen and get it more functional, um, we might do some fun things. Like I think I mentioned earlier, like um, like a Sunday brunch with some music or Sunday matinees with like a, a, a short menu um, might have some guests cooks come in if we're you know doing something weird that we think would be fun to have a guest cook come in and do something you know a lot of options because i mean you've seen the kitchen most people here haven't the kitchen is really big it's like (laughs) bigger than most people's like living rooms right Um, (laughs) like like it is like i've never been in like i've never worked in like a like chain restaurant kitchen but like i've worked in a couple small kitchens and like it is bigger than almost any kitchen i have ever seen in a small restaurant um it's it's, the world's biggest kitchen in a diy venue for sure yeah it's 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 i I don't know i don't know what all they did in here before i just felt like a fucking broken record stuttering there but um (laughs) 
whatever the president can stutter. So can I, yeah, it's, it's an oversized kitchen for what we're going to do. I mean, I feel like it was probably an oversized kitchen for what they used it for. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of options there. Um, I think we're going to probably have somebody use the space day side while we're not here. So sort of lease it out. Um, we've had a couple people reach it out to us about that. So it's a fun little way that we can, um, you know, pay some of the bills while not having to, well, well you making the space useful for somebody while we're not here and also help us pay the bills. So like we can do like fun punk rock stuff with a lower overhead, but yeah, so the, the kitchen will get more and more use as we move further down the line with this project for now, it's going to be very, very simple stuff. Well, are there any like immediate needs that the garage has that like, you know, um, is there anything you're, I saw for a little while you had to go fund me up about the AC stuff. What, yeah. The, what again, the AC the was a much, much bigger expense than we expected. So I decided just to throw it back up one more time just to say, Hey, we've made, you know, we've gone from, you know, this point to this point, things were great. It could have been a lot better. could have been a lot worse to make them better. This is what we need. Um, mm -hmm. So I had reposted the GoFundMe. I might do it one more time. Just, you know, Hey, th this is where we're at. I got, a five ton AC condenser on the roof. I got a three ton AC condenser on the roof. They're being hooked up. It's an expense that's rivaling my, you know, Ford Transit 350 XLT van right now, as far as how much money this is. Like it's it's not, I mean, if it's it's a big, big, big expense. Like yeah. But you know, in the long run, I won't have to worry about AC or heating for hopefully 20 years. Right. So right. Got to look at it big picture. For sure. We're not I just mean, shoving. I mean, we're not shoving window units in the wall of a garage anymore. Oh, yeah. No, that garage could be, could be, uh, I don't know what the adjective I want to use for it. I'll just say hot, it, but, it, but it, like it doesn't qualify. Walking in sweltering the Everglades in Florida after getting out of like a nice air conditioned vehicle, you just get hit with that wall of humidity. Bunk. It's like yeah, walking it's, into dampness. I, I don't know how yeah. to, like else to explain it. Yeah. It's like if breathing Southern Florida the in the middle of summer. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, all right. So then before you talk shows, is there anything, anything else? Not really. I mean, that that's where we're at. It's, it's a fun place to be. You know, we, again, quick recap, we got shut down. Everyone rallied together to raise a bunch of money. We bought a building. We did a benefit show that was a huge success. I mean, we literally, we oversold that by probably 50 to 75 people based on what they told us the cap could be, which was a stupid low number. That's a whole nother story, but um, we raised. That was a hot show, by the way. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, well, yeah. Central Market doesn't have AC. <laughs> yeah. And it ended yeah. up being like 97 degrees that day. But we, you know. And my again, family and raised... I decided to sit as high as possible in the building and just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kept hanging out in the bathroom because the bathrooms had mini splits. So, like, it was nice and cool in the bathroom. I just, I remember just standing in the bathroom with a beer in my hand, standing right in front of the mini split with the, you know, sit, sipping beer in the bathroom right in front of the mini split, getting AC blowing on the side of my head. And I'm like. I don't care if I look like a weirdo in the bathroom. It is nice and cool in here. <laughs> like I'm wearing jeans. It's hot. It was but, a hot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then, you know, we, we raised money there. The the second GoFundMe to get the building up and running has a little over six grand, which is more than I ever expected it to do on, you know, the second round of, you know, funding requests. It's great. Um, again, like we had donations from 
all across the country, all around the world, bands that had played here from all around the world were sharing it. You know, everyone really rallied together to to help make this happen. And um, where we're at now is the fun part where we get to invite everyone in, invite everyone back and let them see what we have done with everything that they have given us. And hopefully they're really stoked on it because I am. Well, tell me about those shows. What do you have coming up? I'm going to do my little daily show paper shuffle here. Um, First show Thursday, June 8th, Garrett booked this one. Um, Teenage Bigfoot, Heavy Lag, High Heels, TV Cop, and a secret Swedish band who we cannot name for legal purposes. But well, I listened to um, on your Skid Row Garage playlist. And yeah, uh, which I'm sure we'll, we'll say, listen to the playlist. You might know who the band is, but <laughs> yeah, uh, and they're really good. You no, know, they are. They're really good. And I recommend going and listen to the, those albums. Um, you know, these bands are all like garage melodic punk kind of stuff. That's really cool. Teenage Bigfoot. First time I listened to them, I was like, oh my God, these sound like a band that I would like, I would just walk into one of the small venues at the fest in Gainesville and like these guys would be playing and be stoked. Um, then the next day, uh, Brandon and big fan presents booked did the MS paint post American tour. Um, MS paints like this weird, like, I don't know, post hardcore post punk kind of band. That's like really, really awesome. And a weird yeah. way that I don't know how to describe maybe. I, I, I don't, I don't know how to classify them, genreify them. Um, and it's something that like, when I heard the name and saw the imagery, I thought this sucks dick and that in a bad way. And then I listened to it. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. And I don't know what about it is cool, but it yeah. is fucking cool. It is cool. Yeah, so I was glad it, to see that that's, a, like, that's one. Yeah. It's, it's, it, they're super cool band. Um, consumer culture from down in Baltimore's at plane and sharp darts from Lancaster. Uh, another couple cool bands. Then the following weekend, we have a show with Megazillion and Nub from Baltimore with Trading the Inside from down in the Hanover area and Hot Dad Calendar from over in Lancaster. And then that's Wait, hold on. The I, got a comment on, I got a comment on that one because Nub is a former Getting It Out podcast band. And I think they're great. And I was really oh, excited yeah. to see that one on. Oh, I love yeah, that dude. band. Megazillion is awesome. awesome, too. Both those bands are so good, like uh, in very different ways. Um, but no, they're both really cool bands. And then um, the Saturday, the 17th, I won't go past the first four shows, but Saturday, the 17th, we have two bands that had played my shows coming back. Uh, Worm from Massachusetts. They're like straightforward punk rock. Um, Point Blank from New York. They're hardcore. Very, very straightforward New York hardcore. It's like when I say New York hardcore, you know exactly what I mean. Right. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> I mean, if not, you know, go listen to Cro-Mags and Warzone and you'll figure it out. Um, and they're playing with the openers on that one are Break City Drowners and Break City Drowners. And oh, the A Knots. They're from here in York, a punk band from here in York. Again, doing it the old school four band show. Doors at seven on both show, both of those shows, 10 bucks at the door. Uh, the show that Thursday is only going to be eight bucks. Come hang out, spend 10 bucks, see a bunch of bands. You'll have a good time. Oh, break in the space. Yeah, that's, that's a cool yeah. way to start. I actually really appreciate the way you've, Decided to start this thing off first with the soft opening, going with some classic, uh, what I'll call local punk rock, even though I know virus isn't technically local, but you know what I'm saying. And uh, arguably, I'd argue that technically they are because four out of the five within like 40 minutes of Harrisburg. 
Right. Right. Yeah. So I'll take that. Right. But, uh, but what I mean is that no big, and I mean, I really do mean this in a good way. No big over the top, like all day grand opening thing. Maybe, maybe that comes down the road or whatever. I don't know, I mean, but I know how we'll you are. I know do. you usually like your four, four band shows. So yeah. what, I'm, what I'm getting to is I like the way that this is, this sounds and feels like Skid Row Garage already. I mean, we're, we're going to do something cool when we get to like a grand opening because God, this is, this is weird to say, but like, um, downtown Inc who does a lot of the like York events has reached out and they really want to like promote a grand opening thing, like with a ribbon cutting with the mayor and everything, like all the other oh, businesses nice. do when we get there, which, which I think will be pretty cool. Cause like Mike's been supportive throughout the whole thing. I mean, Mike's very right. supportive of live music in general. Uh, he, Mike Helfrich, the mayor of York. Um, yeah. For people who don't know the area, that's yeah. That's yeah. He, he's been very supportive of, you know, live music in York and just in general, me trying to get this building, especially back to a functional state. Um, so that's very cool. Um, we've had, you know, a couple other groups in like York reach out. We got, got grants to do some like first Friday stuff. Um, that's a wild thing to be like, <laughs> being like, yeah, Skid Row Garage got a grant to do some live music at a first Friday event. So like all the suburban moms can come out and see what they won't see for another month until there's another first Friday event. Um, I joke like, but I, I, I know the perception outside of York City of York City. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we were dumb kids that came from the suburbs to see shows in the city. Right. We like, That's what I was going to say. We grew up outside the city and went to the city yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah my, my, my mom never was comfortable with that. <laughs> you know what? I just had, I just had a thought the other day I saw there was uh, maybe bridge nine posted or something. Somebody post posted something about being the anniversary of H2O's nothing to prove album. But by that point we're in our twenties, right? At least I was in my fucking thirties. Jesus. Were you? Um, but I remember, album? huh? How's that album? I don't know, but it was some, anniversary internet coming in handy yeah. here we have the answers to everything in our hands 2008 all right i was 27 okay yeah so we were in we were in our 20s but i remember just being at your house me you and maybe one or two other people in your pool at night just listening to that album on, on repeat. repeat on yeah. all night long the only thing yeah and drinking uh, and swimming what, living the good yeah. life <laughs> yeah in the suburbs <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, that's funny that that was that long ago. 25, I guess that would be the 25 or not 25, 15, 15. year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't make it, don't make me older than I am. Fuck. But anyway, my point being that we know all about the suburban, suburban perspective of York city. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and I mean, that, that was one of the reasons that I got the grant that I did because uh, they were working on a um, program called the welcoming communities thing. And, you know, they want to do things that, promote bringing people from outside the city into the city and mm-hmm. the the cell i used was like this kind of thing is great at that because when i was 16 as soon as i could drive i started going to again the zodiac or big city or phoenix whatever it was at the time to see bands play every sunday for matinees and like or you know then it changed to another place down the street or i mean we remember seeing 
strike anywhere from Ashes Rise at that place next to the McDonald's on George Street. The Where, landmark, wherever the yeah. show was, the landmark. Yeah, wherever the show was, we went. And a lot of times it was just random places in the city that would let us have a show for, you know, a couple months until they got sick of something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I sort of leaned into that and I'm like, look, this is the perfect place to have any event that is going to welcome people from outside the city into the city because we are creating a space that is good for one bringing people in to giving them something they can't get most at most other places outside of here especially in your mm-hmm. county i mean the what, what are the music venues in your county the tourist inn there's that place that just started doing the the double barrel saloon or something down in red lion but like as far as actual proper live music venues that's that's oh the west york inn in west york right. obviously they've been doing great things and i can't say enough good things about what they've been doing to keep live music going in york but like you, you, that's less than a handful like i mean go to harrisburg you can count to five really quick but it was nice to be able to start being a productive member of society to start getting grants for all these excellent things that we're going to do for the city. It's funny, but it's awesome too. You know, it's yeah. cool. I mean, it's, it's funny to play the business aspect and still be able to be like, yeah, we're going to do a cool punk rock show. Um, have, you know, one of the things I, what, what I want to do for the, for that actual show is have bands with, members who are under 21 and can't play most of the venues that like the tourist in and some of these other places, because they're all 21 plus and like, you know, no fault of their own. It's on our other, our other recordings, we've talked length about the problems with the PA liquor laws and yeah, we won't yeah. get back into that, but no, we don't need do that it, again. It makes it very hard for small businesses in Pennsylvania to have all ages events if they also want to serve alcohol. So the the focus that I sort of want to do for these events well, for first Friday is bringing in bands that are, you know, kids that can't play elsewhere because they have members who are under 21. And then, you know, because again, I was fucking 16 when I started going to shows in New York. I mean, you were probably same age, if not 15, 16 right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I start, I say 16 because I, I remember very clearly driving. My mom dropped me off for a few too, but like, like when I started driving, well, my buddy like, Brandon in his big gray van used to drive us yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I sort of leaned into that for some of this stuff. And like, that's what we're going to do for, um, the first Friday in July. Um, we have, um, actually round eye from Shanghai, China coming back for their third stop at Skid Row garage. And then the openers are all going to be like, young kid bands so that we can, you know, one promote the venue to the first Friday crowd and everybody that doesn't normally come to the city, but also really lean into the fact that we can do all ages shows and have, you know, kids, like kids can come in here and play music. Like when I was 17, 18, I was in a band. I couldn't have played anywhere in New York right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds true. Well, I think it's a great thing. I think it's super impressive what you've done. I've told you that before privately in our texts, but I think it's important to tell you to your face like this, how impressive it is. It's been a lot of fucking work. Well, I'm sure. And, uh, and thanks from me through you to all the people that have helped you with it. Uh, like you mentioned Garrett a few times, you mentioned, I know there's plenty of other people. I've talked to a couple of people who are helping you with stuff who are looking to help with stuff in the future. At least you, you know about these people, but, um, yes. 
but yeah, it's, it's very cool to see how it all came together and is still coming together. I'm excited to get out there finally for a show to actually see some bands on that stage. And it sounds like it'll be sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, we're, like I said, um, check us out. We, uh, Skid Row Garage on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. Don't have TikTok. Probably should figure out that again. I'm not the target audience for TikTok, but we'll figure something out. Um, I have a email list somewhere that you can find if you don't want to use the normal social media things. I need to be better about getting the email list updated every week. But now that I have gotten a lot of these dates filled, I'm going to start being better about all of that stuff because that's my fucking job. For people coming from out of town, not necessarily coming from out of town, listening from out of town, maybe in a band, maybe want to play a show in the area. Is there an email or something that they should reach out yeah. to you at? Um, easiest thing, if bands want to email us about booking or anything like that, just email skidrowgarage at gmail.com. Um, preferably give me a date. Um, I have a lot of bands that are like, oh, we'll come play anytime. And I'm like, okay, well, give me a date. And then they're like, oh, we'll come anytime. And like, I appreciate that you're very flexible, but like you say anytime, that's basically saying never. I, I, right. I is <laughs> like, I got, I, I literally, I, I'm going to do the, the Daily Show shuffling papers again, but I've got a, a, a list here of like three pages of dates that I'm filling. And I can't just be like, well, I'll just write you in on any single date. Doesn't matter. Um, especially if you're an out of town, but just, please give me a date. Please give me a date that, or two dates, like maybe this Saturday or that Saturday. Um, worst case scenario is we have to figure something else out, but please email skidrowgaragegmail.com. Give us a date. We'll go from there. That was my conversation with MC of Skid Row Garage and the band Old Tigers. All the information you needed and wanted to know. The song you just heard was Total Destruction by The Virus. They played that soft opening show we briefly touched on. The Virus is a band that uh, is very special to this area of Pennsylvania. To me, they're like a huge punk band. Like, but maybe that's just through the scope of somebody who grew up in York, Pennsylvania. But then I look on, you know, like punk fest flyers, 
throughout the country and they're pretty high up there on those too. So maybe I, I do have the right view of these guys. Um, semi-local, always liked them. And, uh, you know, there's been one name from this band, uh, Dave Prenum, who's been on my list of pe- people that I want to talk to for getting it out podcast. And I really wanted to do an episode with Dave at uh, Angry Young and Poor, where he worked for years. And unfortunately, it looks like that opportunity has passed. Um, so that's a bummer, but I still need to do a virus episode. I did have uh, Josh on at one point, but that was to speak about No Heads, his other band. So anyway, just putting it out there. I need to do a the virus episode of Getting It Out podcast in the future. I'm sure it can be done. But anyway, I want to thank MC for taking the time to inform me, keep me informed, you know, over the last 15 months of what was happening, what is happening with Skid Row Garage. Uh, One of the things that I find so, um, what's the word, so, so intriguing, so interesting, so inspiring even, is that uh, MC just does what he wants to do. And I don't mean that in like this uh egotistical way just i mean like if he wants to get something done he starts trying to make it happen uh that's the better way to say it and i think a lot of us have these big ideas myself included the big ideas even just talking about how i wanted to do this interview and it was something i i probably could have done all this shit is local to me in lancaster and uh i just don't prioritize it i sit on my hands it doesn't get done and the opportunity passes MC doesn't seem to do that. He seems to go for it. And that's uh, so impressive. And it benefits all of us locally and even people not local, because when you're coming through town, where do you go? You go to the guy that doesn't let you down. MC doesn't let anybody down. (laughs) That's his uh, that's his uh, autobiography tagline. Uh, Mine would be I knew it wasn't going to work, but I did it anyway. The story of my life. I'm kidding. Of course, if you want to know more about Skid Row Garage, go follow them on all the social media places and just go to a show. They start this week, June 8th and 9th. And then it looks like every weekend after for eternity in perpetuity, as they might say. Uh, So, yeah, check it out. Go to gettingitout.net to see what's going on elsewhere in the music world. And... um, I don't know. Just have a good week, I guess. Don't get sick during summer. Nobody likes that. Don't be don't get other people sick during summer. Nobody really likes that. And uh, leave me alone. So that's going to be it for this one. But before we get out, I want to play you a track from Flesh Terror. These guys also played that soft opening show. And they're a very cool local band based out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. This one is called Defenstration or something like that. And I think it rules. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.